Welcome to the teaching ministry of Reverend Daniel Hardy, the senior pastor of Royalty House International, Peter Maritzburg. Reverend Daniel Hardy has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Thanks a million for this blessed opportunity to be in your presence. We count it a privilege, we count it an honor that you have chosen us to approach you and to come to where you are. Speak your word into our hearts. Holy Spirit, take control of this atmosphere. Take authority. I submit myself to you. I'm nobody without you. Use all of me to your glory. I submit myself to your authority, to your power, and to your direction. We give you glory. I speak faith into this place. I speak faith into this place. Let there be believers in this place. In the name of Jesus, I speak joy. Everyone carrying a heavy heart, I replace it with the spirit of joy. May give them laughter and singing for their heaviness. In the name of Jesus, I speak healing into this place. I take authority in the spirit and in your word that cannot be broken and I declare healing in this place right now. In the name of Jesus. Taking a deep breath and receive the healing power of God wherever you are right now, right now, right now, right now. Be healed where you are now. God by his healing balm is rubbing on you that your infirmity be taken away. Thank you, O God. In the name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. Put your hands together for Jesus. I think you can do far better than that. Clap your hands all ye land. Shout with a voice of triumph to him. Hallelujah. Wonderful. You may be seated in the presence of God. Wow. Nick Sadie. What a shock. Well, um, today is a good day. Say amen. amen. Say a nice amen. amen. Those of you over here, God is promoting all of you. Amen. Now, I want you to physically promote yourself. The front row, angels are here, but they are not sitting down. All right? So, I want you all to come forward one step. Wherever you are, so just come one, one step forward. One step forward. Just pretty. One step forward. Hello. It is you I'm talking to. I can see it in your eyes. I can feel it in your smile. You're all I ever wanted. My arms are open wide. Tell me how to win your heart. Because I haven't got a clue. But let me start by saying, I love you. Good. So you have all been promoted, ne? You were at a lower stage. God has brought you to a higher stage. Somebody say amen. amen. Good. If you are not smiling also, it's too early in the week not to smile. So smile, okay, please. Tell your neighbor it's too early. Are you correct? Are you correct? Wow. Good. How many of you are excited about our new arrangement in the church? 
hey, Pastor, but uh, we used to have a light. We have the disco light over here. Then we have a projector. We, now we can't see all the disco light. We can't see all the projector. Don't worry, okay? We will improve. We will work on it. We are waiting for you to give your complaints. Then when you give your complaints, we solve your problems. Somebody say amen. amen. So the disco lights will come back. Alright? Even more powerful disco lights are coming back. Okay? And then we are planning to put a screen here and put a screen here. So if you are here, you just see. If you are here also, you see. Alright? The only thing is that from now, you have to exercise a little. Bible says bodily exercise profited little. So bodily exercise is profitable. It's just that the profit is not much. So as I move up and I'm exercising, you also turn your neck. You also exercise. You lose a little weight when you come to church. Somebody say amen. Good. Well, it's an honor to be with all of you. I've been looking forward to being with you. I, I went to sleep. Um, my wife traveled. She arrived around 1 a.m. I finally fell asleep around 2 a.m. Around 5 a.m. My eye opened. Anxiety. I just wanted to come and see you. Yeah. Anxiety. Just eager to come and see you. I left Marisbeck early to come. They've closed almost all the roads in Marisbeck. You have to get out of Marisbeck like a thief trying to break out of prison. There's a marathon in Marisbeck today, so they block the roads, block the roads, block the So you meander, meander, meander till you come out. As our former president said, meandos. Somebody say amen. Wonderful. Well, let's share something with you. So, how many of you have Bibles? We've pampered you so much with the screen now. There are no Bibles. I'll do the reading on your behalf. When you go home, you go and check it out. Good. Ephesians chapter 6. We're reading from verse number 10. The Bible says, Finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that he may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principality, against powers, and against spiritual darkness in high places, and wickedness, spiritual wickedness. Hallelujah. It says, Wherefore put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand. Hallelujah. So here we, we see Paul telling us that the first instruction he gives us is that we must be strong. He says, finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord. Hallelujah. And Ephesians is a book that Paul was teaching how to live as a Christian. So he taught them about even how to pray. He taught them about wisdom. He taught them about revelation. He taught them how to live when you now become born again. He taught about the new man. He taught, he said, those of you who have been stealing, stop stealing. He taught about many, 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 many things. He taught against fornication. Hallelujah. So, when he did all these things, at the end, when he was rounding up, he says, finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord. As in to say that, yes, I've told you all these things, but if you are not strong, all of it will be useless. So it says, be strong in the Lord. God is trying to raise strong Christians. So last Sunday, I started preaching on 
how to become a strong Christian. And I see you becoming a strong Christian. Hallelujah. One of the signs of being a strong Christian is saying amen. Amen. Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Hallelujah. So, Paul says, let us be strong. And I say, many people are not strong at what they do. Many people are not. But God wants you to be strong in your work with him. Don't just be a pushover. Don't let Satan just bumble you over and kick you anyhow. Demons pick on the weakest people. Demons are like bullies. They always pick on the weak people. Amen. If you are feeling cold, give me a wave. We'll close some of the windows so that we can all be cozy together. All right. Good. So, Paul is admonishing and said, be strong. And his reason why he's saying we should be strong is that he says that so that we'll be able to stand against the tricks of the devil. Satan uses tricks to get us out of the kingdom of God and get us out of our work with God. Amen. So I explained a lot of these things last Sunday. Do you get it? So if you were not here last Sunday, I just want to direct you. Go to the podcast. I'm sure it will be on podcast. Go to the podcast. Listen to it again. I don't preach for a long time when I come to Deban. 30 minutes, 40 minutes, I'm done. You just listen to it quickly and you go on with your life. All right? Now, one thing I want to mention from last week is that I said that to be a strong Christian means to have a deeper Christian life. Okay? Being a strong Christian, there are nine different meanings. So the first one we are looking at is having a deeper Christian life. That's what it means. So somebody asks, who is a strong Christian? You can just answer simple and pass your exam. Somebody who has a deeper Christian life. Simple. Correct for 10 points. Clap for yourselves. You got it right. Clap. Nobody should tell you you can't pass exams. Again. Who is a strong Christian? Say it with me. Somebody who has a deeper Christian life. Deeper Christian life. Clap for her. Clap for her. Let's try another person. I want. I just want to. Oh yeah, beautiful girl. Who is a strong Christian? Somebody with a strong Christian life. Deeper. Somebody with a. Now let me tell you something. When you go for lectures or classes, and your teacher tells you that the answer is deeper Christian life. Don't try to be wiser than your teacher. Just say exactly what he has told. You see, because sometimes you think you understand words, but you really do not understand what they really mean. So you will say, oh, I don't want to sound like everybody. If I said deeper, they will all think that we are all copying each other. So I'm going to use another word. Show me another word that perfectly replaces deeper. And I'll give you a hundred rounds after church. What? Profound. It's close, but it doesn't perfectly. Because, listen listen to me. I can still give you the hundred rands for free if it's about the money. But my point is that profound, come with me. Profound means many other things apart from deeper. So the best fit word is deeper. 
You could have even said in-depth, which is even better than profound. Are you, are you getting what I'm trying to say? The point I'm trying to make is that just stay with what you have been told. You are always safe. Hallelujah. Say amen. Say a nice amen. amen. After church, see me for your hundred rands. A deeper Christian life. Psalm 42, verse 7, the Bible tells us that deep calleth unto deep at the noise of thy waters proud. God intends for us to have a deeper relationship with him. So, today in just 20 minutes, I want to show us how. I don't want to teach you anything which I won't show you the how to. Or else it just becomes information that is in your head, but you don't know how to achieve it. Hallelujah. So, how do you develop a deeper Christian life? It's very simple. Two points and then we have closed. Number one, develop deep roots in the Lord. Develop what? Deep roots. Come along with me. I'm feeling cold, so I need company. Develop what? Thank you very much. Mark chapter 4. In Mark chapter 4, Jesus is with his disciples. And then he starts to speak to them. And he says, in verse 2, he says, And it came to pass that a sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some fell, or some of his seed, some fell by the wayside, or some of the seed fell by the wayside. And the fowls of the air came and devoured it. Then he said, others fell on stony ground. And they had not much earth. And immediately they sprang up because they did not have depth of earth. Are you coming along? The next verse, verse 5, the Bible says that, but when the sun came up, it scorched it. And because it had not much earth, it withered away. Because it didn't have roots. Here ends the reading of the Lord. You say thanks be to God. Say it loudly in English. Thanks be to God. Great. You are now becoming Bible students. Jesus is speaking a parable. And he says that somebody went out to sow. Speedway is a sower. He went out to sow. When he sowed, some of the seeds that he sowed fell by the wayside. When they fell by the wayside, some birds were flying by. When the birds saw the seed, they saw food. They came to eat it. May you not be a wayside church member. I said, may you not be a wayside church member. That some foolish bird is flying around and he just comes to eat you up. No. Then another set which he had, it fell on stony ground. You see, you may say, oh, okay, the one that fell by the wayside, he was not trying to sow it. It just fell. No. When somebody is sowing, he just takes the seeds and he scatters, he throws them. So it's like when he threw them, some of the seeds fell by the wayside. Those ones were eaten up. 
Then another set, set fell at a place where there were rocks or there were stones, stony ground. The Bible says when they fell there, there was not much earth there because it had stones in the ground. And as they were there, they just started to grow. When they started to grow, everybody was excited. And they started to grow because the earth was not deep there. The Bible says it came to pass that the sun came up. And how many of you realize that the sun, we are feeling cold today because the sun has not come. So we need the sun to come up. You come, I bind the sun, don't come. You need the sun, I need the sun. The sun is a source of life to all of us. So usual occurrence of life, which is the sun rising in the morning. Bible says, but when the sun came, what did the sun do to it? It scorched it, which is to say, it, it, its heat burnt it. And the sun has been burning us all the time. Every day it comes to burn us. More sun has burnt me than you. That's why you are lighter than I am. Do you get it? Pastor David and Maxwell, they, they were born, I'm sure, next to the sun. The sun has burnt them more. As for Maxwell and Monkey, hey, it's like the sun wanted to finish them. So you see that they are darker than the rest of you. You less sun. So yellow bones. I heard a story. I heard that God created six days. He created the earth. On the seventh day when he was resting, Satan came to create yellow bones. Yellow bones, please forgive me. I love you. <laughs> wow. My wife sends her love to all of you. Good. What was I saying? So the sun came and it scorched it. And we are always being scorched. But we, we, we have a way of recouping, regenerating, re-whatever re, re, re and becoming fine again. I mean, you walk through the day, the sun will burn you, sweat, everything. You go home, you come, by the time you come the next day, it's like you are brand new. It's normal of life. But this particular seed, I'm, th- I'm saying, develop deep roots in the Lord. This particular seed, after the sun had scorched it, look at what happened to it. The Bible says, because it did not have roots, the effect of the scourging of the sun made it wither. Are you seeing the difference? So, trees with deep roots are scorched by the sun. Trees without roots are also scorched by the sun. But the effect, the effect of the scorching of the sun is different because of availability of roots or unavailability thereof. So, when you don't have roots, what will happen is that when natural life events play out, aging, getting a job, just life, the effect of it is that it will make you wither, which is you will dry away. Hallelujah. And we read in Ephesians 6, 13, it was telling us that Why are we doing all this? So that we can stand in the evil day. 
Hallelujah. It says, the reason why I am asking you to be strong is so that you can stand in the evil day. I see you standing in the evil day because you are developing deep roots. My plan is to teach you to develop yourself as a Christian. Hallelujah. Hey, Pastor Bami, I'm looking for miracles. My whole life is a miracle. Yeah, and from time to time, we will have services that bring miracles. And we can be, I can bath you in oil till you are tired. Actually, it's one of the things that when I do, I don't, pre- I don't even have to prepare for. It comes, it just flows. But what is the use of the miracles when you have not developed deep root? Some of you, even the miracle can let you backslide. I have seen various people. Pastor, please, I want somebody to marry me. Please pray for me, somebody. We pray for the person. Somebody comes to marry, then the person backslides because of the marriage. The miracle has bombed the person out of their work with God. That's why you must develop deep roots. Hallelujah. This, this, this plant withered away because it, was, it didn't have deep roots. You decide to develop deep roots. What does it mean to develop? Develop deep roots in the word of God. Develop deep roots in your knowledge of God. Hallelujah. Develop your roots in the word of God. Read the Bible for yourself. Don't only take it. Pastor said, you see, my pastor is a working Bible. I am sure I miss. How can you remember? Last time I was here for a convention or something like that. When I finished, I was going. The people I was, they told me, do you know the number of scriptures you use today? I said, because when I finished, I was standing outside. I don't know who I was with, but I told the person, my back is so sore. I think I've used too many scriptures for one preaching. I mean, I just said it like a joke. My back was so sore. It's like I had strained myself. Then when we were going, somebody told me in the car, do you know the number? I said, I don't know. She said to me, I was counting. You used 26 different scriptures. Some are passages, some are one word, one verse, some are four verses together. All of them put together. It's like you went to 26 different places of the Bible within one one hour preaching. So, hey, my pastor, it's he, a walking. Look, your pastor is not God. I'm telling you. Your, and when I say your pastor, I don't mean Reverend David, I mean myself. I am not God. I am not God. So you de- read the Bible for yourself. Read the Bible. Develop yourself. Know what the Bible is saying for yourself. When I come and I say it, and you have seen it in the Bible, great. If you have not seen in the, in, it in the Bible, Check it out to be sure that what I'm saying is what the Bible is saying. Because who are we following? Are we following me or we are following the Bible? Hallelujah. Let you, we, you see, the modern world, we've had so many Christians who don't even bother to read the Bible, to know what the Bible is saying about anything. So they can't just... When, when you read the explanation of this parable, Jesus said in verse 14, he says, the seed is the word of God. The seed I'm talking about is the word of God. Then he explains this, this, this no root guy. He says, these ones who fell by the stony ground, they are like the people who hear the word and immediately they are excited. As soon as they hear the word, they become very excited. And when they are excited, they, they, they hear, say, wow, what a preaching. This preaching is very nice. It makes a lot of sense. I like it. Wow, I love this preaching. But the Bible says, when persecution arises because of the word, because of that same preaching, 
Bible says, they fall away. They fall away. Find out for yourself. Read the Bible for two things. One, read it to know what. What as in what it says. And then read it to know why. In our walk with God, we need to know what he's saying. And we need to know why we do things. Yeah. You need to know what he says. What the Bible says about the Holy Spirit. I preach about the Holy Spirit here in the convention. You need to read the Bible yourself to know what the Bible says about the Holy Spirit. Don't just take what pastor has said for it. Read the Bible yourself. Rasta. What's, what's your name? You gave me another name apart from Rasta. Ras prosperity. Yeah. Ras prosperity. Ras. Read the Bible for yourself. And know what the Bible says about anything. Know what the Bible, know what the Bible says about tanks. Those of you speaking tongues, it's not enough to just come to the church and speak. Yes. Why do we speak in tongues? Because one day, somebody will ask you. Some, you meet somebody and say, me, I don't believe in speaking in tongues. Do you believe it? You say, yes, I believe. Why do you believe it? Then you are there. Then, you are, then the person will come with some type of reason. How, how do you speak a language which you don't understand? Then you now begin to feel foolish. Yeah. And people don't like to feel foolish. People want to. I listened to Oprah Winfrey. She was making a statement. Uh, she made a comment recently on something. She was saying she has had interviews with 30, over 35,000 people. At the end of every interview, as soon as the cameras shut down, the, they all have one question which they ask. They ask in different ways, but it comes to the same question. They ask, was that okay? Did you hear what I said? Did it make sense? What are they trying to do? Every human being wants to be validated. That's it. Every human being wants to be validated. So as soon as you begin to feel foolish, eh, they say speaking in tongues, eh, I'm like a madman. You say, I won't speak in tongues again. You must know why you speak in tongues. We speak in tongues because tongues is a language of, a, of, the, of the spirit. And the Holy Spirit is a gift that comes from the Holy Spirit. Somebody will so how come that you don't understand? How come you don't understand? Bible says that if a man speaks in an unknown tongue, he speaketh not unto man, but unto God. For no man understandeth what he said. This is the reason why you don't understand tongues. Do you understand? You are the prayer director of the church. Do you understand tongues? The reason why you don't understand it is because the Bible itself has said that that language, you will not, and no man, for no man understands what he says. How be it? So, somebody said, so since you, if you don't understand it, why are you speaking it? Then the Bible goes on to say, how be it? In the spirit, he speaks mysteries. 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 Hallelujah. He speaks mysteries. Mysteries. No. No, what the Bible says. Why do we pay tithe? Find out. Read for yourself. Look, my, my brothers and sisters, know the thing for yourself and deepen yourself in what you are doing. When persecution comes, when trouble comes, when the evil day comes, because you know things for yourself and you have developed your roots, nobody can kick you out. Hallelujah. Yeah. Know what the Bible says about fornication. Why we don't fornicate? Oh, Pastor, but I mean, you see that, uh, uh, you see I'm very young. 
All the natural resources are available and they are where they are supposed to be. And if I don't use them, because I look at my auntie, that my auntie who lives in Gugule too in Cape Town, I look at her the other day, I saw that hey, things are not the same again. Oh, Pastor, it used to be here, but now it's around the waistline. It's a long rope that is going to a waistline. So, Pastor, let me use it now that it is um, believing in God and standing where it is. Have to use it at this time. The Bible says that your body is the temple of God. Don't destroy it. If you don't read for yourself, you even find pastor as a nuisance because he's complaining. Something that you 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 like to do is he does. He, you you take your pastor. He doesn't get enough. That's why he's jealous of me. Jealous jealous of me that um, mine is working. What a shock. Clap for the word of God. Clap for the... Know God for yourself. Know who God is. Know about God. Know the word of God. Deepen yourself in the word of God. Deepen yourself. Deepen yourself. When you deepen yourself. I mean, just even using common sense. You can even put the Bible aside and use common sense. If you are trying to put something in the ground, which will show up, and you don't want anybody to easily remove it, the deeper you dig, so that it goes down, the more difficult it is to remove it. This building that is standing here, one third of this building is in the ground. Yeah. Bible says two people went out one day to build. There was a wise man and a foolish man. We used to sing about it when we were children. The Bible says the wise man, he built his house upon a rock. When he went, he died. By, when the Bible says he built his house upon a rock, we tend to think that when he went, then he saw a rock, then he put his house on it. But when you read the other Gospels, the Bible says he dug deep to find the rock. There are rocks in the ground. You have to dig to find it. So he dug to go and find the rock. It's not like the rock, if the rock was standing there, everybody would have built. I mean, who is so foolish to say that I'm building by the sea and I won't put it on a rock? No, everybody is wise enough. But he dug to go and find the rock that he built his house there. Then the foolish man, he came, he said, you know something? I want to finish before, um, before November. So when I look at it, because I have to finish this house, I'm going to pay Lobola. When I pay Lobola, I have to finish this house. So that me and my wife, we can come and live in this house. So, like, time is of an essence, you know, brother. Pastor, you talk too much. Let's, let's stick to the time so that we can finish quickly. I'll just start building from here and going up. What's the, what's the, what's the big deal? I mean, in fact, the shortest distance between two points is a straight line. And why should I go down to come and go up? I am going up. Suddenly he was going up. Everybody was clapping for him. They said, wow, this guy is very, he's building very, very fast. Whilst he was going up, the wise man was going down. The wise man at that time looked foolish. A lot of things we do in Christ. Now, we will look foolish, but over time. I mean, I've been around for, I was, I was a Christian. I became a Christian when I finished matric. And I've been a Christian for about 21, 22 years. Yeah. I know my friends that I finished school with. When I became a Christian, I looked like a fool. Today, the difference between myself and them, very huge. But at that time, I looked foolish. So I'm sure when they were building, the wise man looked very foolish. And the foolish man rather looked very wise. He said, oh, I've got to buy furniture from Joshua Dor, but I'm filling the rooms. But it wasn't long when the wind blew vehemently and 
beat against the two houses. The Bible says that after the wind subsided, the, the foolish man had no house because what? He didn't dig deep into the ground. But the wise man's house, it was time. But after the winds, the foolish man was crying, going from bank to bank, looking for a loan to come and fix the house. The wise man, he was sitting in his house watching television and drinking juice. May you be the wise one. Amen. Yeah. Have a deep. Number two, I close on this one. Two minutes and I'm done. Two minutes and I'm done. The second way to help you develop a deeper Christian life is to be filled. To be filled. Ephesians 5, 18, the Bible says, Be not drunk in wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled. Imagine yourself as a container. And we are all containers. We are vessels. An empty vessel and a full vessel. Which, can, which one can be moved easily? The brothers, answer this question so that the sisters will clap for you. Brothers, an empty vessel and a full vessel. Which one is easier to move? Sisters, clap for the brothers, please. They've answered the question correctly. Yeah, intelligent brothers. Yeah. When you are empty, when you are empty, you can easily be blown away. Bible says, henceforth be no more children tossed about to and fro by any wind of doctrine. Winds blow to toss us about. But if you feel yourself, you will realize that you are not easy to carry because you are a heavyweight. You are not a lighty. That they bully you and kick you around. You are a heavyweight. Fill yourself with faith. Fill yourself with love. Fill yourself with joy. Fill yourself with goodness. Fill yourself. Fill up. Fill yourself with the Holy Spirit. Which is the scripture we read. 5.18. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Fill yourself with the Holy Spirit. Be full. Bible says after Jesus had fasted and prayed, Bible says he departed from the wilderness full of the Holy Ghost and with power. Full of the Holy Ghost. Fill yourself with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Fill yourself with faith. Fill yourself with goodness. Hallelujah. When you are full, you see, look, the same, let me tell you, I've been a pastor for um, 1, 2, 3, plus 3, minus 2, plus 32, minus 16, plus 18. I'm sure 2 plus 2 is 4. Minus 1 is 3, quick maths. Yeah. I've been a Christian for, I've been a, a pastor for about 15 years. Yeah, by the grace of God, 15 years. I was a pastor as a young man, and I've been a pastor since. The temptations that I have, you see, look at this nice boy come. This is, this is our darling boy. Look at him. Look at him. Don't mind them. When we are going, you won't take them. Yeah. Look at this boy. How many of you think that he's under a lot of temptations? How many of you, you look at him? 
there are a lot of temptations. I mean, if you look at his beard, his, I mean, the whole human being. He must be really, really under a lot of... When he says hello to the ladies, confusion arises. Yeah, when, when we go on outreach and he just says, hello. You should even hear him talk. Something can happen to you. Yeah, even just talking, something can happen to you. So, how many of you think that, I mean, his problems are more as compared to me? I mean, if you look at me, I mean, I'm a nobody. I'm just moving around in the church, wearing oversized trousers and moving. I mean, I don't have any problems. Don't be deceived. His, even sometimes, I feel my problems are more than his problems. Yeah, more. What am I trying to say? The same temptation that you are under. It's the same temptation that I'm under. It's the same temptation that everybody's under. Now, those who will go down is those who are empty. Those who are empty. Those who are full, they are not easy to kick around. That's the whole thing. Those who are full are not easy. Thank you very much. Sit down. You are trying to make me fall down. Yeah. That's, that's, the, that's my point. So be filled. Be filled with something. It's not enough just to be in the church. Be filled with something. Don't be empty in the church. Nothing's like you, you don't, you, there's nothing. Faith, zero. Love, zero. Joy, zero. Some of us are the most moody people in, we can ever find on the way. You are, you are more moody than Jacob Zuma. Yeah, he's no more president, so we can say whatever we want to say. Anything we wanted to say before now, we can say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yesterday we saw a roadblock. Went to drop Pastor David at his place. Then, as we just turned roadblock, we were there for about half an hour, not even moving. I wonder what they were looking for. This morning occurred to me that maybe they are looking for one of the Guptas. Yeah, because they had guns. I told the people in the car, why do the police have guns? Super Saturday evening roadblock with guns. But it occurred to me today that maybe they are looking for the Guptas. Some of us are more depressed. It's time to fill yourself with joy. Some happiness is good. One lady gave a testimony in our church in Marisburg. She said she never knew that happiness is very nice. She came to see me. She, she cried, talked, everything. I prayed. I said, from today, begin to be happy. Two weeks later, she gave a testimony. She said she never knew because she was bitter. She was holding a graduate, her mother. She said her mother doesn't love her. A graduate, somebody who abused her, funny way, whatever. I said, listen. You're forgiving them. It's not for them. It's for you. So that you can be free and live your life. So I taught her and I helped her to let it go. And leave them to God. God says vengeance is mine. He will take care of them himself. But you be free. Two weeks later she gave me. She, she never knew that happiness is so nice. Happiness is nice. It releases strength. Bible says the joy of the Lord. It's our strength. Be filled with joy in your work with God. Be filled with joy in your work with God. Hallelujah. Folks, well, I'm not out of word. I'm just out of time. Stand to your feet. Let's share a word of prayer. My t- Unfortunately, my time is up. Stand to your feet. Let's share. Pray for yourself for just a moment or two. Not too long. Not too many movements, please. Just stay where you are. There's nothing to do for anybody. There's nowhere to go. Just stay where you are and let us pray.
there's no information to give to anybody, the only person you are supposed to give information to is to God. So stay where you are and just let's pray for just a second. Pray for yourself and say, God, help me by your spirit to develop a deeper relationship with you. A deeper relationship with you. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Reverend Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Pritchard Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 078-038-2166. God richly bless you.